Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Positive Politics, where together we will tackle all of the crazy events occurring in our political atmosphere and consider how we can address these events and change our country for the better and create a better political environment. So, since the last episode, our lives have changed dramatically. At least for me, the coronavirus pandemic has caused schools to be closed and for me to basically just be quarantined in my room. And obviously, this has given me a lot of free time. Earlier today, I watched a 90-minute long conversation between Ben Shapiro and Ezra Klein about the current polarized nature in our political system. And for those of you who do not know who these people are, Ben Shapiro is a controversial conservative media personality, and Ezra Klein is the CEO of Vox Media, an extremely famous and influential media company that does journalism, YouTube videos, and podcasts. So these guys are pretty much on opposite ends of the political spectrum, which makes it that much cooler to watch them sit down for 90 minutes and have a scholarly discussion. And it was so thought-provoking, and I feel like I learned so much about our current political divides and the nature of them from this video, and I really want to share with you guys what I have learned and how that has influenced my current perspective on our politics right now. So right now, I have talked a lot about how I am disappointed in our political system and the partisanship because it has caused such intense gridlock that nothing has gotten done to help meet the needs of the American people. And I also talked about how the founding fathers would be disappointed that our politicians are not coming together and compromising for the good of our country. And while I still believe that is true, I did not consider how the Constitution was actually established to encourage gridlock, to serve as a limit on the power of the government in general. Because keep in mind that our founding fathers were extremely scared about giving birth to a tyrannical government that could suppress individual liberties. So they really wanted to stick to the principle of a limited government that cannot do that much. So, because of that, we have three separate branches of government, all with checking powers on one another. We have a legislature that is divided into two parts, which inherently limits the power it can exert. We have our long and elaborate process for a bill to actually become a law. See, all of this is put in place to make sure that the government cannot do anything and everything and that only the best and purest policy can be passed into law. And this is important to understand right now because we are all extremely angry about why we are so divided and do not feel like a country. However, we cannot and must not confuse that with why we disagree on policy because that is actually an intended and a healthy component of our system. It makes sure that everybody's voice is heard and protected. So then, why do we feel extra divided right now? Well, Ezra Klein points out in the video that the unique thing about this moment in history is that the ideological divisions are now so clearly sorted by party. You see, before in the 20th century, there would be conservative and liberal viewpoints in both the Democratic and Republican Party. That is why a divided government was actually able to get some things done in the past. Say, like, for example, in the 1990s, that is why Clinton White House was able to work with Republicans in Congress, even though they were from opposite political parties. Back then, our parties were much more open-tent and allowed ideological diversity. And then because of this, we did not view the other side as enemies. But now, the elites of both parties have now based their parties on a pure ideology. Like now, the Republican Party only has conservative viewpoints, such as pro-life views, pro-gun views, supply-side economics views. 
And now the Democratic Party only has liberal views, like pro-choice, pro-gun control, and Keynesian economics, and heavy taxation. And this has kind of forced our politicians to make a decision on whether they want to completely fall in line with one party or leave. For example, right now, there is no place for a Democrat would say mixed views that is pro-gun control, but maybe also pro-life, because that goes against the party platform. And this is so harmful because I truly believe the majority of Americans do not fall clearly on one party or the other. I truly believe that our policymakers do not fall strictly on one side of the ideological aisle or the other. But because there is no place right now for a liberal-leaning Republican or a conservative-leaning Democrat with mixed views, there is no representation of those Americans that do not 100% fall in line with one party or the other. And that is the worst part of all this, because those are the majority of Americans, in my opinion. Our once open-tent political parties have turned into ideological factions that have this either you are with us or you are against us mentality. So, our country is not actually as divided as we think. We are not nearly as divided as we were in the 1960s. Instead, we have been manipulated and positioned to be against one another by the political parties, causing us to feel much more politically divided. You see, the political parties have encouraged us and have mechanized us to feel more united within and more divided against the other political party by becoming purely based on an ideology that demonizes alternative viewpoints. And when those elites just sign the party platforms in search of political power, it leaves behind most Americans and could really be why Americans are so disengaged with the political system. It could really be why our voter turnout is so low. So then, how do we fix this? How do we bring our parties back to being open tent? Well, it requires those who do not feel heard by either party to speak up and not allow themselves to be dismissed. It requires us to not feel bullied into staying in line with the party agenda, but instead make our opinions heard and then force the parties to adapt to our beliefs. We have to show the political establishment that they cannot just tell us what our political beliefs should be and get away with it. This means those Republicans dissatisfied with Trump should be standing up to him and possibly vote Democrat in order to force the Republican Party to become more moderate and allow for ideological diversity. It means those Democrats who are dissatisfied with their party elite should stand up to them and possibly vote Republican to force the Democratic Party to become more moderate. But what it also requires is letting our politicians know that we value them voting based on their conscience and not what their party wants them to do. That involves moderates showing the politicians that they will actually come out to vote and that the candidates do not need to rely on their political parties as much to turn out voters. That involves us paying more attention to the politics, to policy, to local issues, and using that to guide our decisions for voting for our representatives and senators. It involves completely challenging the party elites and their power. See, once we speak up and make it apparent to the party elites that only a fraction of their supporters actually support all of the proposed party proposals for policy, then they will ultimately cave to becoming more inclusive. If we show them that their so-called bases are not as ideologically pure as they think, then they will not be as strict to their ideology. It will cause our parties to now focus more on building a coalition instead of an exclusive tribe. 
If we show the Republican Party that demonizing Democrats is not effective and vice versa, then maybe they will actually stop. The key thing here is showing strength with numbers. Nothing is going to change unless we show them that the majority of Americans actually feel this way. See, right now, with all of the reapportionment, policymakers do not think they actually have to serve in order to stay elected. They think all they have to do is demonize the other side. Well, we need to show them that that is wrong. But the discouraging part about this is the cyclic nature of this progress. Like, the parties become extreme and divisive and ideological, causing moderates and a lot of people to be turned off by the process, which then causes the parties to become even more extreme and even more divisive. You know, other things could also be contributing to the party elites making their platforms more ideologically pure, such as the rise of social media, the echo chamber effect, where people are just seeking to confirm their pre-existing beliefs. The uh, tendency for political extremes and fringe groups to be the most vocal in the discourse and the people who are actually more moderate to be quieter. And in future episodes, I would love to talk about these things as well. But that's it for me. I'll see you next time.